0: So sick of the world right now. Are you? Hello. It is Tuesday, July, Jules, July nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, and welcome to Gavin Girl Time. We have a guest today, and we're so excited to talk to them. Sex sex, 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 sex. So if you're offended by sex, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. Get out now. Out. <laughs> Hi, Kiki K. Hi. How are, how are you? you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing. You look phenomenal. beautiful. You are stunning. This is this is the first time we've met, and oh she's so
1: pretty, right? <laughs> I didn't I didn't send any photos, so she was like, "Oh," and then uh, K.K.'s like, "I don't even got my eyes on. I just showed up." <laughs> oh, do you want to put some lips? In- oh, Thank nice. you so
2: much for having me. It's awesome to see you guys, and I've known you, Gail, for a million years plus one. Right. So
1: Don't tell people it's the Adrenochrome. Oh. No.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going by stage names here now. <laughs> see that? Okay.
1: Should have asked yours first. Oh, Adrenochrome is that? Uh, uh, it's supposed to make you younger. That all Hollywood elitist. Well, I had you on the wrong day. <laughs>
0: What about some vabbing, though? Get a little vabbing done. Do you know what vabbing is, Kinky?
2: Vabbing, okay, so if I slaughter this, isn't it? Are you talking about I have where no they idea Where they the stuff Like their own fluid. Yes you themselves? take your
0: own Vaginal juices oh,
2: Yes I actually saw something About that on face, Facebook And TikTok And honestly Am I the only one That just thinks That's like kind of A cool idea Like the whole Pheromone thing Well you know I was
0: thinking like You know centuries ago What would women do To attract men That's exactly What they would do Yeah of yes. course yeah, yes. Exactly So it's It's not anything new And I don't think... I mean, it's your body. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try it and see what happens. I'm going to... Let's do an experiment. I'm just like, I don't want to do it for free. I'm like, I'd rather (laughs) just put those fluids in
2: a bottle and sell them. send them on their way. Why give it to them for free?
1: Amen. (laughs) All sex workers are capitalists. And I love it. (laughs)
0: It's true. It's true. So you identify as a sex worker. Yes. yes Um, Can you tell me what... You have, a, I'm so dumb when it comes to that. I like I know OnlyFans, and I know yeah. you could have a website. You could have a multitude of things. I do, I do. Um, so I
2: started kind of dancing um, for private parties and stuff like that. Whenever I was around 19 years old, I was very, very conservative about things in my body. Very low body count very minimal experience as far as like relationships and my sexuality and I was very insecure at that time I was serving about 40 50 hours a week and I was miserable awful and I ended up meeting this girl that danced for basically one hour per show every single weekend and she invited me on one night okay pause
1: we got to fix your microphone. Yeah, we definitely got to fix your microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> your microphone's like, let me hear that pussy talk. Ooh. <laughs> it's Not like, for free. <laughs> it was on the way down there. It was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what she's got going on down here. Ooh. And also, because you're hipper than us, that meant serving. You worked in... Um, the restaurant industry? Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay. For 2 13 an hour plus yeah, tips.
2: Yeah. And I mean, even whenever I was 19, I, to pull even $200 meant me working nine hours, 10 hours. That is so. one
0: thing that I said that I would not do. Um, coming up. I'll work in a grocery store. I'll work in a warehouse, but I am not serving people. I can be
1: a Walmart greeter. I
2: was (laughs) hustling though. I was hustling. Yeah, and I grew up in the restaurant industry with my family and stuff like that. So it was something I was very used to. And I, it kind of got to the point where it was wearing me down. I had issues with my hips and my body, and I just realized I couldn't do it. As, maybe not as much as I was doing it. So, whenever I worked my first party, I was very uncomfortable. I worked for one hour and I made $900. And at that point, I had never really even like touched like that kind of cash, especially that quick. So... I was ecstatic. I was like, oh,
0: my God. Did you have dance training growing up? No, no, okay.
2: not. Um, well, okay, so I did ballet whenever I was younger and maybe like little dancing, gymnastics, stuff like that whenever I was much, much younger. But as far as like in my teen years, no, not really. I was actually very insecure. I was, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I kind of had to like get into it myself and... Um, I had had like you know abusive relationships where it kind of dragged me out of myself, and I was still kind of like discovering who I was along the way. So this kind of, as much as I had to say about the sex industry in general, like as far as dancing, OnlyFans, all of that, it's not for everybody, and that's something I've learned. Mm-hmm. But it is something that will definitely make you more confident. It's something that will definitely get you in touch with your sexuality and yourself. And that's something that nothing else, I feel like could have prepared me for. I, don't
0: I feel know. like we need to go back a little bit and start okay. at the beginning in your childhood, okay. because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, mean to set you up for a therapy session. So we're okay. going to. Well, go ahead. I
0: am, yeah, in girl times, on site therapist. Okay. So, Okay. yeah. And I say this all the time. I want to know the, like, I want to know what's in your brain. You know, I want to know why you make the decisions <coughs> that you, that you do. Okay. Uh, um, <coughs> so. So you grew up pretty, pr- pretty, quote, normal in a middle class family and such? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, you know, like, I, I grew up in a pretty normal family as far as everything goes. But, of course, you know, like, every single family has issues. And so, um, maybe I wasn't as like close to my father growing up, but I was extremely close to my mother. I was a bigger girl in middle school. So I had a lot of issues. I was very anxious. I was very depressed and had a lot of, um, had a lot of like early on trauma. I'd say that I never was able to like properly, um, express growing up. So whenever I was bigger, I feel like,
0: Okay. You just sit back and I'll bring that to you. There you go. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I feel like um in middle school I, I was bullied for my parents being atheists. I was bullied because I was a bigger girl Did you grow and, in the South. Uh, kind of. So I moved out here whenever I was about eleven years old from San Francisco and um I had issues a little bit over there and like I was just kind of like a weird kid, you know, like I always kind of like separated from everybody else so whenever I got bigger and then moved over here and I had like my grandmother passed away and she lived with us so that was a pretty big deal Mm -hmm. and so I go into middle school I gain even more weight like I'm a bigger I'm about 200 and probably like 30 40 pounds in middle school I'm big I'm all tummy like and kids just did not like me I sat alone a lot people
0: made fun of me what was the underlying cause of that you think looking back
2: I think it's more so like honestly like I would probably say like my family was very openly like liberal, they were very openly atheists and you know being over here like that's completely opposite from everybody. And so like my dad would have conversations or my family would have conversations with like some of the other kids' parents and stuff like that. and people were almost like kind of worn to like stay away from my sister and I because we were like so different.
0: And um, so, so you wanted to hide in your weight.
2: I kind of, I kind of did like eat a lot of my feelings away, and then um, I kind of saw like the reaction, like being told I was fat, like actually having people say that to me, or um, kind of just like being the butt of every joke. You know, like being around certain mm-hmm. people. Like I kind of just like felt like I wasn't safe. I felt like I wasn't comfortable, and like I was just bottom of the barrel. And so I started. Um, I started kind of developing into like an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, like most Plus, people have that.
1: parents owned a pizza shop as well, I mean, well. So, I mean, I think as a teen and a young teen, it's real easy to get into a pattern of binge eating, especially with junk food. And, yeah. You know that that yeah. time. Who are you talking to? Yeah, that, I was a fat
0: yeah. a fat girl. Too. yeah and you know still kind of am <clears throat> by today's standards um but now i own it and like, yeah i'm just a big bone girl yeah you know, you're you're very tall how yeah. tall are you i'm about five seven yeah. yeah um you're tall and you're very uh large framed yeah and w- amazonian i guess is what <laughs> people would call it but you're fucking gorgeous thank you and you're almost a fetish <laughs> um, to to people, yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um. So I just had to own my weight for sure, there.
2: and that's something I've actually learned to do. You know, like I've, I was 130 pounds in high school, but then you know, like just a couple of years ago, I was in the best shape of my life, and then had all sorts of trauma happen to me and then gained a whole bunch of weight so during the pandemic I was um, I was about 230 again and then I kind of like learned through that process like I at first like kind of it kind of brought me back like my weight was like the center of it all and then I kind of had to learn that I had to own my weight I had to be comfortable every single way in order to get to that goal that I wanted to be at so now I'm, like, in the 140s, but I am still, like, look at other people. Like, it was a lot easier for me to look at another woman that was around my weight or bigger than me or smaller than me and be, like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. Like And, like, you know, be able to, like, really appreciate that on somebody else. But for some reason, for me, it was, like, unacceptable because of the way that I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love people of all sizes. I think that everybody is equally beautiful in their own way and I feel like size shouldn't even be like a problem just to me it was a priority growing up you know like my family obviously wanted me to be skinnier and looks were a big deal so like in my head I kind of felt like that was where my worth you know was lying Mm -hmm. and I had to be pretty I had to be something because you know like my younger sister was brilliant, you know, and my older sister was brilliant and humble and kind hearted. And so it was a lot to kind of keep up with. You know, oh, we talk about sisters
1: all the time here <laughs> and, oh, and we have therapy child, child syndrome. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <Here's>, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, do you think that maybe some of the superficial uh, aspect? I mean, because obviously your parents are Gen Xers and. um you came from california yeah i mean you know where that's san francisco is like personality wise i mean there is a lot of agriculture and country in california i think people forget that but um but san francisco super superficial
2: yeah very
1: i mean the you know Especially when you were younger, and I bet yeah. it was a culture shock for your parents as well.
0: Very, and much they so. did—they did not know how to handle that, and that mm. affects all the children, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: And my parents, like I said, like very, very liberal, you know, very atheist okay. people. We're gonna pause.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, where were we? You talking about shitty fathers? Okay. Here's why my father hates me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god. You tell us why your father hates you. <laughs>
2: Everybody's got a story, I feel like.
0: They do. No, um, in a nutshell, I think it's because he doesn't think that I'm actually his. But oom boom boom. Though I have found baby pictures and we do look a lot alike. When I yeah. was a baby. Yeah his loss though you know it's what i'm saying so has yeah. like, my life is fantastic honestly yeah and if you don't want to be part of it
1: sorry you're missing out
2: it's your loss for yeah. sure
1: yeah it is wild to me when people don't think they have uh when they just exclude their kids i don't get it i mean i get letting them live their life like i don't Bother mine every day, you know. They have to live. I do
0: bother mine every day. They
1: have to live life, but I'm so. As a 23 there. year old, would you rather
0: be bothered by your mother every day, or would you rather her give you some space? No,
2: I, I kind of like being bothered, but at the same time, like, you know, I go through like little periods where like I do kind of like check out a little bit, and yeah, I kind of like isolate and she understands that i feel like her giving me a little bit of space shows me that she respects me and shows me that she loves me enough to like consider me like that because sometimes i need to be left alone that's hard for me to
1: do see i'm a narcissist (laughs) and i have to trust that i did a decent job of parenting yeah you know what i mean that yeah. they would be doing well and making good choices and having fun with their friends.
0: And I didn't have such great parents, so I overcompensate and yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm helicopter parent, but I do like I do like for you to check in every once in a while. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I don't like to Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I don't wanna know where it I don't wanna know not nuts. know where my children are. She definitely checks so, in yeah. on
2: me for sure. Yeah. Often, But she's also, like, my best friend, though. Like, she's my favorite person.
0: Okay, so I cut you off before. When you got into this, and you said that you were 19, Mm -hmm. had you lost the weight? I was skinnier. To that? Yeah. So you said that you had met um, a girl from work, and she introduced you to it. Yeah, to that life. And it
2: was very fast and... Intimidating at
1: first. Do you have a story? Do you feel like you were sex trafficked in a way? mm,
2: No. You know, because, like, a lot of people, like, I feel like whenever they, like, think about, like, you know, like, traveling, private dancer or whatever, like, they kind of think about, like, these situations um, where the girl is around a whole bunch of, like, random old guys and she's dancing for them naked and blah, 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 and... It's just not like that. You know, most of the people
0: that we dance for. Um, Can you tell me about your first experience and like mm-hmm. how scared you were or, or how <laughs> how empowering it was or all of it? So, I mean, it was a little bit of both. Um, this girl, she
2: comes in to work. I'm training her on the first day. We got stiffed on this big party. She's just like, I've never worked for this kind of money for at least the past three years and it's easy it's fun it's one hour and then you're out you know it's a quick decision nobody's going to touch you in the way that you don't want them to or at all um you don't have to get fully naked and you have you know this person's information you have security at times like you're good you know and most people are just like extra safe about that and my first experience i drive there i think it was like a 9 p.m show and i was working with this girl that i had previously worked with at my serving job and we go in and i'm so so nervous like i feel like i can't breathe like as soon as i walk in the door i see these people which are just like normal bachelors and they're all happy and they look kind of like nerdy like your typical Mm -hmm. like you know cold brew type of guy and I'm just like (laughs) okay well I feel a little bit safer but whatever so I have this like little outfit that I got from Victoria's Secret on and I have like these um thigh high fishnets and I'm freaking out like I don't even feel like this is me like I'm I wasn't even really the type of girl back then that where I would even wear laundry for guys that I was with so like this me going out of my way to do this I was very uncomfortable at first Um, Within the first like 30 minutes So we're about halfway into the show We start I don't know Like we take our bras off And she's taking her bra off And I'm like going to take off my bra And I'm like Heavy breathing because I have like Smaller this boobs you know yeah. and I'm also Like that's something I didn't feel Comfortable with even being with people I had been with like taking off my bra And so this is one of my first time taking Off my bra in front of like just strangers And the way these guys Looked at me I was addicted to it I was addicted to the Feeling of like seeing another person Be like that turned on by me And something that I was so insecure about you know, like it kind of taught me like, damn, I am sexy, Mm -hmm. you know, which was something Mm -hmm. I I didn't feel, I never felt sexy, I never felt.
0: Now try to do it in front of 300 people and your pasties fall off.
2: Got it, but at this point I'd be like putting them in my mouth or throwing them in the crowd. You know, exactly, like back then yes. I would have been like, oh my God, I need to go put some tape on, you know, or fall off the stage or something. Cause
0: like- I am also a member of the itty bitty titty committee. Okay. And though I love it now, like you might think, oh, you know, do I need a job or something like that? You don't, you are yeah. gorgeous just the way you are. Don't do it. You will so appreciate it when you get older. Um, m- both of my oldest daughters are very, very well endowed, and it's causing a lot of problems yeah. for them now. Backwise, you got anything to attest to that? You got some. You got some big knockers right there. <laughs> you know, it's just- I do.
1: Um, <laughs> posture is super important. Yeah. Posture and ugly bras. That's how you can keep them. <laughs> from killing you however uh they have they've lied to me sometimes i used to use them as a barometer for weight gain or loss so if my as long as my stomach didn't stick out further than my boobs i there knew you. i didn't have to lose any weight <laughs> And now my boobs just lay completely over my stomach. So it's same. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, You're still good.
2: Though. You're still you know, good. You're still good. You qualify. You're
1: good. Qualify.
0: So you're it's good. like, all right. I live my life without bras. Like it's so I much haven't better. bought a bra and I can't tell you how, unless it's for anyway. like for performance or something like that. Okay. So you, you had a great night or you warmed up to it. And
2: after that hour, I felt like I just like created a separate person almost. Mm. You know, like I was very modest during like my daytime, but then at night on the weekends I would just be like this crazy badass girl that I really didn't Were act you like always
0: kinky K, Or did you start out with another them name? Out at night?
2: No. I've had a couple <laughs> I've had a couple different
0: dancer names. I've
2: had <laughs> like Jazz, I've had Kimberly, I've had Alexis, um, jazz is my first one and i looked it up on like some random like little stripper name stimulator
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it just gave me jazz but i was like or give me jasmine and i was like that sounds kind of lame like i feel like that sounds kind of like a disney princess so i'm gonna make a jazz and then like drake came out with a song where he was mentioning a girl named jazz and then there's like this r&b song called a girl named jazz now and it's just like i don't know like there's like also that. a trans
0: girl there's a, like a show on TLC called I am jazz and oh my it God. talks so about you're... her her trans journey yeah
2: so maybe there's people just coming in there that are just like super curious or like there's got to be something <laughs> up with this chick like for sure
0: so you get done you get the money and you're like okay I'm I can do this
2: yeah I could do this like I didn't do anything that I wasn't comfortable with like I just mm-hmm. danced I didn't even get fully naked I they didn't touch me I felt safe where I was at and honestly I felt like you know I would do a lot less for like three shots of tequila you know what I'm saying so I might as well actually just get like paid for it you know and I did I just got super into it and the money was great and I kind of felt like I was finally able to be fully independent You know, which was something like I relied on my ex for a lot. Like him and I were together for years and he was better off. Like he was wealthy. And after I got out of that lifestyle for years, it was kind of weird because I went from living with my parents to living with this guy that was basically a millionaire, then living on my own. And it was a lot at once, but honestly, like it kind of gave me that independence to be able to walk away from something I wasn't fully happy in and also to see my, like, to see value in myself and to trust myself.
0: And more. you're young. And I was young. I was okay. very young. <laughs> I was 19. Yeah. I was 19. I'm a firm believer in it. don't settle. Don't, don't. I try, I tell mine all the time don't, yeah. just don't, don't settle yet.
1: Yeah, There's so many people. There's so. <laughs> It's many. a big world. There's so many experiences mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have them all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Have all
2: of them that <laughs> you agree. can. I agree. Make lots of connections, for sure. Before you settle for somebody.
0: So, right. do you just do private parties now, or, um, or do you work at a club? Um, so, I rarely work at the mouse's this year.
2: I would say probably about like three or four times a month.
0: Um, I've never been there. I've been to. The Emerald Club, yeah, and I've been to the ball, but I think that's the only two that I've been to. There's one from my house that I really want to go to. It's called MTM.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it,
0: <laughs> and it's a dive. Yeah. It kind of looks like a little
1: biker bar. Yeah, they wear pasties there for sure. Oh my god! They, no, they I, I know a couple. They people. don't. Mm-mm.
2: I know a couple people that have um, that have worked at the MTMs, and I've heard good things. So, good things? Yeah, I've heard great things. Oh, okay. I've heard it's actually a pretty fun job to have, and apparently the employees. The employees take care of each other, so it's.
0: Well, I like to hear that. Well, I'm definitely yeah. gonna let's make that a road trip, Gail.
1: I won't be going to the no, camp, so. no. Okay. I dated a psycho that used to hang out there, so not, <laughs> you're, you're like, banned. Uh. I'm not going anywhere near. I just they might that was their joint, so it would look almost like I was looking for them. I hate to run into you. He's like finally. I wonder if it's, is does the rule
0: still. Same place that if you are female, you have to come in with a male. Like you have to have a male either. escort. I remember that being one yeah, of the rules at the always. Ball. When oh, I was you, younger, oh, you're talking about at the
2: club. yeah, yeah. So that's something that's very common because you know a lot of people um, have a fear of like maybe customers like walking and like chasing them to their car or you know whatever. There, you always have to be escorted out and inside. Well, no, you have to for the most part.
0: Yeah. That you have to have a male escort with you like i would have to bring my husband with me i couldn't go by myself oh that's not a thing okay no it was at the ball i do remember that that was a thing when there, we yeah. were younger yeah. <laughs> yeah that was
1: the thing and then well, i think it's as nice to see that they're changed, progressing now for sure. that's what i'm thinking that as the times have progressed but used to it was not because they were afraid with you being a female i right. was afraid that you were an escort or going to take money away from the girls yes so it had nothing to do with you know the safety of women or <laughs> no. you know we're afraid you're gonna be treated like a piece of meat no 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 Contraire, it was to make sure the girls are the star of the show yeah so um i am kind of surprised except now with so many people that are bi and lgbtq why would you not get that money
0: exactly you know
1: if they're going to go and tip you know yeah. sometimes the women will tip better than the men i would imagine do they
2: depends on the depends oh. on the crew for sure okay <laughs> yeah cuz some i mean most women Don't like the fucking club. You know, like, I mean, to be honest with you, like, they'll like be supportive of you, but they don't exactly want to show up, or at least most of the women I know don't want to show up with their boyfriend and watch him drool over other women. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you have your couple every now and then. That's just totally cool. Well, that's,
0: I just, I'm also in the kink community and practice compersion. So if my husband wants to go to a strip club and watch titties, I'll go with him and my enjoyment. will see the enjoyment on his face. You know, yeah. like people just aren't looking at it the right way. I, in my opinion.
2: I, <laughs> I definitely like to say I have an inner cuck in me for sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, but with the right people, yes. like if I trust you, I could get turned on by you being with somebody else because I'm secure enough in our relationship that I know that yes. you're not going to go chase that without me. Yeah.
0: And, and, You are exactly right. There are a lot of people out there that do not have that trust in their relationship. And that's why both of their names are on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For real.
2: (laughs) Honestly, like I love a good threesome, but I don't want to do it with somebody that... I know doesn't have my back completely you know what I'm saying because I feel like that's such a sacred thing to give to somebody you know especially somebody that like doesn't like I personally I've I've had my phases don't get me wrong I'm completely supportive of it you do what you want with your body fuck it but me personally I used to have a lot of fun and I just don't anymore like I'd rather be with like one partner and people are so like surprised by that like they well no you went through
0: your you went through I'm your hoe phase.
2: Yeah, well, you I'm went through, through your hoe phase. Whole phase. Has a phase, I feel like. Yeah, uh, and that was years ago,
0: though, and now I'm. I feel like that people need to go. Some there's some people out there that have never been through their hoe phase, and they really, really need it.
2: You do, honestly. Like, how do you know what <laughs> but you be really like? But be safe about you know? it.
1: Mm-hmm. Be safe.
2: Very definitely always be safe yeah. about it. <laughs>
1: yes, on all aspects. For sure, so you know. Anyway, right. I'll get mad about it. I'll be mad about it. What would you be mad over, huh? What would you be mad over? The direction the conversation will go when we're talking about being safe and then not being safe. Oh, that's why. Okay.
0: Have you have you been to any parties yeah. where you felt that you haven't? You were not safe.
2: Um. I mean, or- I think like over the years, I've maybe had like two bad experiences where maybe like the guys are just too drunk and maybe they'd be like you know kicking us out you know or yeah. something like but that's really like as far as it goes like I've never had a guy like you know hit me or mm-hmm. anything like that I've never felt like I was gonna be like really attacked or you know killed or anything like that or trafficked well that's good you know <laughs> that's yeah. a good thing and yeah, plus a very good thing they had to get all of their information before they even book mm-hmm. with us so you know obviously you know if we're there past an hour and nobody's heard from us and the situation's weird
0: so you're like are you an independent contractor yes okay yes so and do you own all your own bookings like you make your own bookings you or do you work for i work someone? for i work
2: for a company um, okay
0: that person takes a lot of bookings
2: and she just makes the she they just make the deposit mm-hmm. and um I yeah feel like that's a job that i could do for sure you know and i mean it's still your company you still have to put in all their information mm-hmm. which we need her for that you know we need mm-hmm. to know that we're safe whenever we go to certain places and that you know everything could be traced so mm-hmm. but I've, I've never had any situations where i felt like i was in danger really that i couldn't control
0: well how did y'all two meet <laughs>
1: Uh, she was in high school and uh, I saw somebody's hair that I did that she liked because <laughs> I used to work right it in front before of high you. school.
2: It was before you. I went to um, the other girl at. Oh, yeah. yeah A the different
1: person that worked at my shop.
2: And then I... She wasn't available well, the The shop next I was time. working
1: at wasn't my shop. Yeah, yeah. It was somebody space. else's little space.
2: <laughs> but I was going to um, another woman there, and I'd only been there once, and I was coming in again, and she wasn't available. And Gail was like, well, you know, I could do. I could do your hair. And I was like, okay. And... She did my hair, and I just, like, fell in love. Like, I fell in love with the way, like, you know, she added, like, a little bit of blonde in my hair or something. And she just, she was super talented. I was, I always felt very confident in her, so I haven't switched up for how many years? It's
1: been a few. Yeah. It's been a few
2: years. Since I was in high school, so a couple (laughs) years, yeah. For sure. I was a child, so...
1: I couldn't possibly be because I have not gotten any older. I don't know. Nope. No, no. She's still 30, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's exactly how old I was at the time. Always. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that you had seen somebody else there. I didn't realize that it was that. We switched out a lot of clients. Yeah. Because it was encouraged not to let you leave when you were a walk-in. And I don't think you remembered her name at the time. Did you? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, I don't want to say it. Yeah, I don't know. You can. I don't care. Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, that's who it was. I talk about Kelly sometimes. She should come and be on the podcast. She would
2: be such a fun person to have on this podcast. Yes. For sure. (laughs) That's one that I would love to She is. I've
1: tried to get her. She's going through a different transformation. Oh. But... It was customary to do that. It sounds like yeah. it wouldn't be cool to pinch a client.
2: <laughs> you know. <laughs> I never switched up after that, <laughs> so I feel like,
1: uh, but you made um, me a loyal woman. Ah, <laughs> uh, you are awesome you you have beautiful hair and you're be- it's very easy to you know. she's the only one that has never like messed up my hair. I feel like same honestly i'm in a poly relationship with all my clients <laughs> like they're allowed to go out and explore i'm looking jealous I, about jealous because i have the confidence that they'll be back
0: i was looking at mine today, <laughs>
1: thinking i needed a haircut <laughs> you
0: know? for sure me too again i'm like
2: just wash it for me please gail i'm going through it <laughs>
1: So, because even if it's not the exact vision, it still looks bomb on you. Sometimes it looks better than my vision,
2: honestly. Like she's the first one that'll be like, "What are you doing? Like, (laughs) don't do that. We're not going from blonde to black. Chill out. Come back to me in two appointments.
1: Get a wig. (laughs) Get a wig. She finally got wigs. It's awesome. So, and then uh, I don't know. We've been through a lot. Uh so she was uh one of the first um teens and this might i don't know you may not want to talk about this so if this is going to bother you don't you don't have to um okay. but uh i went through with the trauma of her losing uh you know like her little soulmate love of her life first love Um, my best friend to a drug overdose and what sucks is she was tough loving him Mm -hmm. like they wanted to be back together and she's like I want to be with you but you got to kick this right addiction and so anyway and that's close to the anniversary of that
2: tomorrow will be um a year yeah um so you know like we we dated for a few years and we were best friends um We've been friends. We were friends for about um, eight years and we went to Europe together. We went to um, Rome, Italy, and we got our first tattoos together. We um, he took my virginity. Mm -hmm. He was my first love. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything like he he was my closest friend in the whole world, you know, and it was weird. Like, you know, I got with somebody after him and that was kind of just like just enough time for me to heal and realized you know like I kind of missed him and we were both kind of going through relationship things but we always kept in contact we always saw each other and I knew I had to keep my distance from him because you know he was hot and he was cold like sometimes he was great and he was in the best shape and taking care of himself and you saw that he was trying mm-hmm. but then you know like something dramatic would happen to him like you know his his father passed away and um I think he he never really got over that. And so you kind of saw it take like a toll on his life and I remember being there with him the day after his dad died and I just got out of a relationship with the guy I was with for a couple years after him. And from that point that ex and I broke up him and I just like kind of thrived like you know we became very close and he became somebody that you know went through all of my traumas with me, you know, he was there for me during a very um, sacred part of my life and never gave up on me. And I feel like that's kind of special whenever you have people in your life that you could be completely raw with. Like, you know, you don't have to wear a face in front of, you don't have to act a certain way in front of, like you could just be your most authentic self and they love you regardless. You know, they love you in the dark. You know, they see you whenever you're not you know showing up for days they notice whenever you're isolating they notice whenever you're not eating as much you know those people that kind of just see through you and just decide to love you not despite but anyway
0: you know yeah Your your tribe yeah he was one of those people we've got we've got people there so oh yeah that's a lot it's heavy um yeah and with you knowing him maybe better than anybody Yeah Um, That's a lot on you we to very, take in very close. as very well close. Yeah
2: I mean, I miss him, you know, and I feel like his his death taught me a lot about life and I feel like also as great as he was you know, he was also my first real um trauma bond I would say mm. and so, you know, worrying about him was kind of what kept our relationship alive was, you know I didn't know if he was going to be there in six months. I didn't know if he would relapse. I didn't trust him
0: with himself. Is there a relief now? No. No?
2: No. I I thought there would be. I thought it would teach me a little bit more than it did. But if anything, it kind of made me just more, I think, um, curious about the situation. And it kind of messed me up in the head. And it took a lot of, like, control away from me. A lot of control. Yeah. and after that, it kind of made me more manic than I feel like I've ever been. You know, like I was drinking almost every single day. I was driving sometimes, which is something I've always been extremely against. Um, I was having a lot of sex, sometimes no sex at all for months. You know, like I, I was very, very messed up in the head about
0: that. And um, did yeah. you want to reach out and talk to someone or did you talk I did. to him? A- I did. Um, so I started seeing a
2: therapist in August and I talked to them for about two months and then they told me that they thought I had a personality disorder and that I should maybe get that examined because they didn't have as much experience with that. And I think, Mm. you know, with the, um, that I had before, I've had you know like a couple different things. Like I had PTSD, I had depression, I had anxiety. That's what I was diagnosed with. So that's all I really knew. So um, she told me I thought I had that I had a personality disorder because of my mania and some of the ways I reacted and having like very common and codependent relationships and stuff like that. She thinks that there is something missing there, and so I went and I saw somebody online and it was a specialist for BPD. Mm -hmm. And personality disorders are actually very common in the sex industry, if you look under it. Like, most people have suffered with MPD, BPD, um, mania of some
0: sort. We talk about that in the kink world also, about submissives, especially if you're on that right side of the slash. You know, what kind of trauma or what kind of personality disorder have you dealt with that brought you to that point in your life where you feel like you need to submit to someone or you need to be a masochist mm-hmm. uh, you need to take in pain in order to get rid of whatever internal pain you've got yeah. going on inside your body so i've I, I feel you yeah there and know what you're talking about in there and you're absolutely right um yeah. and i do think that a lot of people turn to sex work to alleviate a lot of that and try to empower themselves to thinking i i am worthy yeah
1: you know
2: and i say what's okay for my body and what's not okay and it kind of Yeah. yeah in a way it kind of gave me a little bit more um control over myself and a little bit more trust within myself because I think um, I'm not gonna speak for all sex workers or um, strippers, whatever, dancers, whatever you are, but a majority or at least a good percentage of the women that I do work with or have worked with or know have been sexually abused, raped in some way. Um, Trigger warning, right there, trigger warning rape. Our whole show is a trigger warning. Yeah, but I have. I have. Without going into um, detail about that, I have been raped. And so I didn't trust men in general. I didn't trust myself for a while. And um, that was also something, like a reason I was like maybe a little bit skeptical about going into dancing at first was because maybe something like that could happen again. And then i started to and i started realizing how much control and say that i do have and that normal men will respect that Mm -hmm. you know and most of these people i work for are normal men that are just getting married and they're celebrating and they're very respectful they're very kind you know and i i don't ever feel really unsafe whenever i dance in that sense but i do have a lot more control over my body now i feel like and um I feel like I've got myself.
0: I'm glad that you're learning these lessons now at such a young age. I mean, to me, you you seem like a very old soul yeah. as well, but you're learning all these lessons now at a young age. It took me a long time to finally love myself, love my body, not give a fuck what anybody else yeah. thinks, does, anything like that. So yeah. I'm glad that you're learning. I, Don't like the fact that you had to go through so much trauma in order to um, find that empowerment, though.
1: Yeah. (sighs) It sucks because the part of it is today's life and lifestyle Mm -hmm. and how it goes. Like Mm -hmm. the dirt bag that did that to her um, also, I mean, took very much advantage of her because she had been drinking. Yeah because it was a bipolar
0: mm-hmm.
1: up it was time. a man
0: it was a manic time i
1: think of times that i have been out and about drinking too much and you know um all the things that could have happened or may have happened and i blacked out about it you uh, know? i wonder about I mean, that
0: myself i think of a time back when i was in college and i got i mean i don't remember i remember waking up at somebody's house that i didn't know i was like oh shit what have i
1: done but i can't girl yeah. I, yeah, woke well, I know up in my car with leaves in my hair and <laughs> yeah. i had a shoe in a house and another out in the yard you know i was yeah. out in the yard somewhere and in mm. their house you know and woke up in my car which is freaking frightening today i, I that can't would have say been that DUI. that's
0: anybody else's fault <laughs> though but my own because i chose bad choices yeah it was a bad yeah. choice and being young and very stupid and naive and just and sheltered you know yeah. and then wanting to just break out
1: well i think a lot of kids her age don't I know. I'm sorry I'm talking about you like you're not here. <laughs> I just think a lot of the younger kids, this is a norm thing that they end up dealing with. And, you know, I think that it's more prevalent than not as far as just how kids fast kids are growing up. Kids have always been fast, though. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we were... I was fast. I, you know, at fourteen. My, I mean, my 15. mom was married at fifteen. Yeah, you know, per her mom pushing her into it because it was like marry out of poverty, and this person's in the military, and you can be free and go do it now. And it's just like wild to me that that was cool and acceptable, and it was literally it was okay. Well, I just think <laughs> of, I think of the song Fancy. Yeah. You know, you do what you got to do to get right to make it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, people like I just remember people telling me I was sitting on a gold mine and my dumb ass thought it was just talking about like the area we were in. <laughs> I was just like, oh, OK. You're a very talented hairdresser. No, idea. Thank God for that. <laughs> you know <laughs>
2: so, like, like thank oh. you so much <laughs> I'm a great comedian aren't I
1: huh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so dumb and because you know but now I get it I'm like oh man I wasted that
0: <laughs> okay I'm really interested in like okay so let's say you've got a show that evening take me through your day like h- how do you prepare for things so, usually we know at
2: least, like, five or six hours before um, we go oh, party. Oh, that,
0: that soon?
2: But sometimes, you know, we know, like, days ahead, okay. weeks ahead. It just depends on the party. Um, but so, typically, I don't I don't eat very heavy on Fridays or Saturdays. Those are the days I eat healthy. No carbs, nothing that's going to blow up me. Lots of water just to kind of help me prepare for the night. Um, but, yeah, that and then um we'd have to go baby buy whipped cream and baby wives for like whipped cream shots or um we usually have to go get prepared so we'll maybe get lights we'll get speakers stuff like that um different things to like help our performance or whatever and then we show up with a suitcase full of i would say at least to say five or six outfits just in case we want to switch up mm-hmm. or you know if another dancer needs an outfit or something like that um just whatever um and then we meet with the person who called we get a bathroom and we have them give us the upfront which is you know depending on the company your dancer 150 to 200 dollars um, per girl and that's just your fee for the hour and then you get tips on top of it so nice. and there's a million different companies over here that do that yeah
1: yeah, see, we we don't think about it, but when you know frat guys get together and they're like, "Hey, let's hire a dancer or whatever," <laughs> you know? that's who it is that's coming over, right? Yeah, like right. Uber well, they say that burlesque
0: is a sex worker job, mm-hmm. and I, I guess if you're showing off your body, then yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess.
1: It just seems like it's more of an art form. That's what I think as yeah. well. I don't you know. But I think but that the sexuality is part of it, tongue in cheek. But I mean, you know, there's all kinds of But it's of supposed to be
0: cheeky and body, yeah. and, you know, it's supposed to be funny. I have great respect for what you do. Great respect because I don't know if I could do it no. and I, I basically do the same thing. You know, I don't know if I could just be sexy. I would rather be funny. Yeah. Yeah. And you could be both. Yeah. You know, that's the
2: cool thing. You know, like, I feel like once you're also confident in yourself, you know, you're able to make fun of yourself. You're able to be like, you know, like, I know that I'm hot. I know that I have days where I'm a little bit more bloated than others. I have days where I feel really sexy. And I have days where I feel like, you know, the ugliest person in the world you know and I don't exactly see myself the way that other people see me like I have a very hard time accepting my body image and I see maybe girls that look like me and I could be attracted to them but I don't know I feel like it's like a hate love relationship that I have with myself
1: I don't know <laughs> I think everybody has that to some extent yeah everyone yeah, for sure. I think that's just normal I mean I don't know I have like reverse anorexia <laughs> I see my younger felt self in the mirror and i'm just like eh, okay Asian that ball. works you know, I, know that- I see who i am on the inside
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. if it shows it on the outside i do yeah. care but it's like ugh, it's my body is changing so i know that people rapidly think I'm
0: f- uh, just a flake one day i'll be on facebook going oh, i'm so depressed but my hair looks awesome and i'm really <laughs> in my feelings and then the next day i'm like I absolutely love myself right now. I'm loving everybody. If you were part of my evening, you know, thank you. And it's just like, I know that people are going, oh,
1: well, the bipolar. is circumstantial. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. <laughs> happiness is circumstantial. It, I mean, you know, you either you can have like an internal sense of it joy. It helps when you have a little um, refreshment. As well, that's also you might need to reset yeah. you might need to whatever whatever centers you or reboots you or whatever, but having um you you're allowed to have joy that spark, you know, yeah. but it's not happiness is not gonna happen all the time. Yeah. you just can create circumstances for it, and you can live with someone who creates more circumstances for happiness and then some people live with people who create more circumstances for misery Mm -hmm. you know and so uh that sucks because you can have an abundant joy and live with somebody who every day tries to make you miserable on some level no matter what you know so that sucks that's pessimist are there things
0: (laughs) that you want to do um
2: Yeah. yeah yeah so um I really okay, so I helped deliver my best friend's baby, and it was actually it it wasn't supposed to happen like that, um but situations happen with her baby daddy at the time, and we're gonna call him mm-hmm. baby daddy they're not mm-hmm. together, so whatever her father or baby's the the, the father dad. yeah yeah the baby's dad or whatever um it was on my birthday. <laughs> And she told me to come pick her up because they were having issues. And I was like, okay, why? And she was like, I need to go to the hospital. And my water actually just broke. And I was like,
1: what the fuck?
2: And it's my birthday, so I'm literally ecstatic. So we drive over there. We have the best time. I have to wait up for Starbucks. And I had such a hard time finding the place, you know, because, you know, hospitals are huge and intimidating. And so I waited down there for an hour just so I could get our um our drinks our separate drinks and then the only time I left the hospital which had been like over a day was to go get some food and I come back fall asleep because you know I smoked or whatever and wake up and she's giving birth and I was like I'm getting out of the room I'm so sorry I didn't mean to fall asleep and she's like no I need you to hold my leg I need you to hold my leg and I was like
0: what isn't it crazy, it's crazy, crazy. It's I've got yeah. to see both my grandchildren born and it's nuts. Oh, and I love it. it's such a different experience when you're not the one having it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> it
2: really is. It really is. It's
0: beautiful. I mean, and you just cannot believe that the vagina can stretch that <laughs> big it's and it's lot. the human body is amazing <laughs> and that women give life and oh it's just so wonderful it, it's yeah. starting to make me mad though when I think about all these men that have absolutely no fucking idea what they're talking about yeah. when they talk about pregnancy and such it's so, dumb.
2: so <laughs> dumb um but yeah so I knew from that moment after she gave birth I heard like the first cry and I was one of the first people to hold him and I just knew in that moment, like that was something like that. I wanted to chase that high for the rest of my life, whether Mm -hmm. that's just becoming a doula, becoming a midwife um, or becoming an obstetrician one day, you know, I know that I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be delivering babies in some way, you know, it it literally gives me like chills whenever I think about that feeling I had, you know, because I felt like I was kind of just like zooming through life, you know, and, that moment I felt like I was just stopped in time. Like,
0: I don't know, like every single minute which felt like an hour. Is it just a spark right now or have you been putting things in place? Um, so I've taken like, you know, simple classes and stuff like that,
2: but I think I definitely want to start the program over and I want to kind of just go head first into it. Like I, I know it's something I have to be mentally more capable for. And right now, like, um, I'm going through like a pretty deep depression and I have been suffering from, you know, manic episodes and splitting and that's something I need to work on first Mm -hmm. before I go and dive into something that I really do want to learn about something I really do want to enjoy. I want to be able to, um, remember that information and hold on to it and learn about it because it's something I love, not something I just want to do. Right, so, yeah, eventually, whenever I have some help, but you know, like I said before, b p d is a little bit harder to um I'm are they trying, trying to get for. you to take
0: medication,
2: um, so I haven't actually been able to find a therapist really yet, like you know, after that other one refused to work with me after I got diagnosed. Um, well, she didn't like. It wasn't like, oh, I refuse you, I reject you, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I'm gonna abandon you like everyone else. It's more so like, you I know, had a male therapist. I'm not qualified me, for this.
0: So I, yeah, she it, was just
2: like, I'm not qualified for this, yeah. and um, so I stopped seeing her, and then I kind of just spiraled after that. Um, but I've I've tried finding different therapists and psychiatrists, and it's just a lot of them. We well, you know like be like oh have you tried dbt or not dbt um what do you call it is it it is uh cognitive cbt no 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 dbt dbt train it's um it's for people that have borderline personality disorder is it a is is it's
1: dbt
2: therapy and um basically you go to like different psychiatrists therapists you go into like group meetings where everybody has it and you guys kind of just talk about some of your experiences and feelings about it um but yeah so that's what most people recommend going through and then finding you know a proper therapist or psychiatrist to work with them and it's it's a very long process
0: i know and it feels like you have to you have to forge a relationship every with every single new person and honestly i just don't yes. have the energy to do that i've i'm kind of in the same boat i've been yeah. trying to find alternative waves and one thing that is really working for me right now is um different frequencies and different sounds yeah she mm-hmm. frequencies and, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and just sound they call it sound, sound therapy, therapy. Yeah. yeah and it's i like some of it's really bit. helped yeah.
2: Um I've looked into some of that. Like I like the H D frequencies with like the rain in the back, so mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty familiar with those. I like listening to those while I clean and stuff like that. I've also been super into brown noise. Mm-hmm. Me too. Super into it. I yeah. feel like I have like no thought inside my brain. It's almost like a massage for like I don't know. I love it. I love it. I just learned about those different colored noises and I'm like into it. I love it. I love it. I love it for real <laughs> oh no how we got got on the brown noise i'm sorry no sound
1: yeah, free it's a, it's y'all what y'all are have the same tiktok feed
0: yeah we do <laughs> probably
2: so bad so bad mine's like hot girl shit sad girl shit um thirst trap <laughs> blah 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 blah, cute kid video. Right I now, like I mean, I'm there t- there mine is
0: black man gardening. Man. <laughs> I fucking God. love it. I black man gardening. gardening. Yeah, that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Hell yeah, put me on. I need to <laughs> like <laughs> a couple <of> videos. <laughs> uh,
1: you. Uh, you used to be on there. Did you get blocked? Did they kick you off once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because out. I'm like, like, we're not on there now, and I was sad <laughs> because I was like, well, wow, <laughs> I send her too much mom oh, shit
2: honestly no <laughs> so the reason I got blocked was kind of dumb so I used to like
0: you're probably gonna have to talk more of the mic sorry
2: so the reason I got blocked was kind of dumb I I started seeing this guy and without like hyping him up too much like he was amazing in bed and we kind of saw each other for a little bit and after that I never really wanted to take videos with other people I'd had sex with. Like, I have, but it was just, like, whenever I started taking content with this guy, it was, like, I was making, like, triple the money I was making before. So, I was, like, recording every single experience. And, um... You
1: used TikTok to record oh, it?
2: Oh, no. So, okay. So I made, <laughs> like, drafts. Yeah. I made drafts and, like, little edits of us fucking and stuff like that.
1: <sighs> and okay. then
2: I just put in the drafts and then TikTok was like, hell no, you're banned. You're out of here. And it's not like anybody could see it anyway. It was just, like, my own personal drafts. But I would save them to my device just to, like, put on, like, you know, my OnlyFans or something like that and... Yeah, they they definitely blocked me. For sure, I'm not allowed on that account again.
0: That American
1: TikTok. uh, You wouldn't have seen that on Chinese TikTok. It's so funny. She left. I had just done her hair, and I'm on her snap. And uh, this person who deserved to be punished, um, (laughs) she takes a snap. And were you eating? Or was he? I mean, he was going down on you but what were you doing you were just like you were watching tv no i was smoking Smokey.
2: a blunt i was That's smoking a blunt i was like smoking. laying in the chair and he's like going down and, on me so I'm yes i like, hit the blunt and then i like <laughs> look i zoom in on him and he's just eating me out and i'm like it's okay i've no i've done a lot i've done a lot of those videos
1: <laughs> gas stations like, eh, whatever yeah. it was hilarious but i just thought it was funny because the, he was you're
0: getting paid up. though right oh yeah i'm getting paid for sure okay for sure yeah a lot of money so do you have <laughs> an only or is it something yeah. else okay
2: so i have a couple different um sources kinky of income KX. kinky kx is my only fans username um but i also have like a link tree that shows you all the different pages so i'm on twitter i'm on instagram um Let's see. I have a Snapchat that has over 5,000 followers on there, which I don't even know how many it has. Um, And that's where I do most of my business. So, like, I'd sell, like, collections and stuff like that, which is where, like, I would make the most money. And OnlyFans is kind of, like, my last priority. So it's still, like, income that I have that's, like, consistent, but it's, it's not my main. But if I put in even, like, a week's worth of work every single month and just, like, dive headfirst into it then yeah I'm making a lot of money doing that
1: so how does Mm. how does fetish only fans do like how do (laughs) like feet I know somebody who's interested Mm. in doing a couple's foot only fans (laughs) how does that work how would that
2: so the market's there but it's definitely a little bit more difficult to go into I guess like with the kinky part like it kind of depends on the person like you know I've I've obviously been very kink friendly like I'm into pegging I like girls so I've had you know several switch experiences with females um been with men of course and I don't know like I all right so you're a kinkster do you have yeah. a fet life profile oh god no no, I don't have a fat Life profile. I was traumatized by my ex using that and now I just <laughs> I, I feel like it's gonna trigger something in me if I even go on the page I'm gonna lose my mind. So I'm just I gotcha. Definitely staying away from fat Life for sure. Do you can they make money on there or something? What is it?
1: Uh no. Uh, well, I mean,
0: <laughs> it, I mean it you just
1: can... garner a fan base to drive them to right, OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, if you wanted to the do the traffic that. But to there, but you, the time, I can't even imagine. Huh? You, you're, you would be so blown up. You think so? Yeah, i but I'm, you should definitely so say you're a dominant. Like, I wouldn't yeah, even I'm, go with Switch. I'd just be like, I'm a dom. Well, yeah. All I'm, of you.
2: I, I'm definitely, <laughs> I definitely leaned on, you know, so I, I just can't, I, I can't take it seriously being submissive. Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> no, I like to I like to dom <laughs> girls. ink.
1: I like to dom girls. She is also a Scorpio. Oh, what's yes. your rising? I'm a Cancer, cancer rising. rising Gemini right. Moon, because we're both Cancer. When's <laughs> birthday? I'll cut it out. a Scorpio. Oh,
0: remember, remember the fifth of November. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> so. You could have been me like you might be me <laughs> from a different. Time. Yeah. And I did yeah. not I did not take that path because my path, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to move out to L.A. and I wanted to direct porn,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I wanted to do it. Direct kink porn, uh, kind of like a um, mistress Madeline over there at kink.com. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's a hierarchy there and I would have to do a lot of things that I wasn't really comfortable with and honestly didn't have the body for. Yeah. Um, so that and I was so scared to just leave everything behind here and leave my mom. And I felt like I had trauma bond with her. So I had to stay. But yeah. if I could go back that's exactly what I would do Yeah, is go and direct porn and win all the uh, adult film awards ever. Ever. All of them. Wow. You could still
1: direct porn.
0: I know. I could. I've got a lot. of, But, I mean, everything's been done. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: now it's such a, like, ugh. It's just, it's not ugh, but, I mean, it's just so common now. It is kind of ugh and common and i know i feel like i'm a prude now i'm a prude oh really no not really i still love my porn i don't care you know like i i hate when i see a lot of detrimental things from it but i also
0: i love to watch dom women force guys to blow other guys yeah, that's oh God, fun too. Yes. Yeah, that's like my. I ultimate really, fantasy. yeah, that's hot. Um, I really, really so like that. Hot.
2: No, I love it. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I'm not that person that goes on there. And it's like you know, looking at like lesbian porn or like normal porn. You know, not normal porn, but you know, just like every other porn. You know, like just missionary. I like to go on there and I'll look at like the Frankie stuff, the cuck yeah. stuff, and, yes. the gay,
0: yeah. and the gay, the gay category. I love watching guys. That's the thing about being in King, though, is that, yes, you have this level that you really like, but that's not doing it for you anymore. So you got to go up to the next level of debauchery, you know, (laughs) and then that's not doing anything for you. And then, you know, it just keeps going and going. I just have my porn, my little porn you know like hits like oh i'll watch like maybe five minutes of porn and then i'm good you know i feel like yeah. i don't need my imagination so much better yes. than any kind of porn i like watching my own porn
1: oh yeah. No, yeah okay
2: honestly i think that's a huge part of self-love it is you have to be turned on by yourself <laughs> yes you do you know like it was very difficult but like for the first couple of years but honestly being able to seduce yourself will teach you so much about your body it'll make you so much more independent and honestly i i think there's something kind of cool about that like i watch my own videos i'm damn, turned I'm on a by huge advocate
0: yes yeah. make your own videos and watch yourself i
2: do like and like you know there's certain angles where i'll look at myself and i'll be like damn i'd hit that too like you know what i see he's having a great time over there like hell yeah That's- do you squirt some people have been able to make me score very,
0: very few people. Now I have some of the best videos of I wish and, I could get that and on you video. talk about empowering. Yeah, you know I watch those and go, okay, I, I'm really, really good at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm not good at anything, I can else, do it. I'm really, <laughs> good. I'm really good. <laughs> good in bed. Yeah. I feel
2: like I feel like I'm really good in bed. <laughs> um, I, I've learned a lot, you know, over the past couple of years. And mm. that's why I also like having like one partner is because like I like to be a freak for one person. I'm very monogamous when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I also like the idea of somebody only being with me, too. Like I kind of like
0: somebody that will worship me, even if it's like a little bit narcissistic.
2: <laughs> you know, there is
0: nothing
1: wrong with a little bit of worship.
0: Like, I like yeah. That
1: yeah. But Men have no problem saying that they would like someone to worship them. Yeah, Why do. do you feel bad? I know I don't. Like, I'm a freak I mean, too. What have I not taught you anything? <laughs> He's taught the years? me everything.
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, you need to. She's just like my sex therapist too. Like I'll come over here and I'll just like tell her everything. I'll be like, what do
1: I do? I am trying to not. Don't let people know. <laughs> I am the buffoon of this operation. I know. I can't let anybody know what I know. True. I would just, never. I would never expose you like out. that.
2: Like I said, put a price tag on it. Make a book.
1: We gotta. We gotta. We gotta just let it go a little at a time. You know. I don't want to. Okay. You just gotta be smart about it. But yes, sure. loving yourself is extremely important. As self-love. Mm. What are you looking forward to? So, are you making? Uh, you're moving.
2: Yeah, so by August 1st, I'm going to be in a new house with my favorite roommate ever. Yeah. Very cool. He's super cool. Yeah, we've been friends for a little bit over a year, and he's the first roommate I've ever had that's kind of accepted me even at, like, you know, my lowest mental health days. And somebody that's always picked up the slack, you know, whenever maybe I wasn't, you know, mentally there, like, I would be checked out or you know extremely manic or something he's always kind of the person that kind of kept me grounded which was nice you know like kind of gave me the freedom to do what I was going to do but always made sure to look out for me and so that kind of made it a lot harder for me to maybe you know ignore him on days like where I might have like ignored people in the past And he's taught me a lot about living with somebody that I feel very safe with him
0: oh good it's nice
2: yeah I'm excited to move in with him again so it's
1: cool. Mm. And you're gonna be closer to me. <laughs> I know. Thank God.
2: <laughs> Thank God. I'm so
1: excited. I think they're moving over there into your neck of the woods. Ooh. Well we'll have to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. What do you got going on, Gail? I have well, next oh, Saturday I'll be at Blue Ridge Comedy Club at part of the Venus Envy Show. And Ooh. Monday I will be at Laughing Skull comedy club in atlanta Mm. and mm, i know there's more next month i'll be in uh, winston-salem north carolina so just all kinds of little things going on and this weekend i am
0: at the barrel house by gypsy circus very cool with southern delights burlesque we're gonna do a little show that's exciting oh yeah in Knoxville so I'm bringing Mount Everest there and then next week wait yeah next week at Frog Juice Kombucha which is a new place here in Knoxville sold out it is sold out we are Salome Cabaret is back and we are doing My Body and all the proceeds from that show go to the Mountain Home Alliance and that is to help women secure abortions Um, Nice. If they should need one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really excited about that show. The most thing I'm excited about there is me and Lenore is bringing back Talladega Nights. Yeah, that's (laughs) going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. And you got some good news. I do. I wanted to save it for last, though. But keep in mind that. August 19th through the 21st, I will be in Asheville at Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival, the first annual. Yeah. Colin Boutet's bringing the preacher there. Nice. It's (laughs) such a good number. But I am so excited. We had Rocky Horror Shadowcast auditions last Sunday with the Satanic Mechanics. We have had Rhoda Derriere and Anatomic on our show. Please go back and listen to their episode. It was awesome. Um, and I got the part of
1: Brad Majors. It's a huge part. So, it is a huge part. Um, so many people. Um, so actually, so many people have been on our podcast that are in that. <laughs> exactly. Who have been in that shadow cast. Yes. And, and some of our favorite people.
0: Yeah, and congratulations to Jocelyn of South Press. Yes. who got the role of Frank. I'm excited to work with
1: her. Danger and Angel is gonna be rocky. Yes. So I mean, oh. he has the body. He sure does. Oh God, he's a mess. Like a nice <laughs> and,
0: man to look at. Oh, he <laughs> is, and he is just one of the sweetest men yes. ever. I mean, mm-hmm. he just he looked at me and he goes, "You know, you're a goddess, right?" And I was like you're so sweet come so here and kind. let me kiss your face so cool. oh yes yeah so i'm super super excited about that so please look for that in october we don't have a date yet but please look for that at the yeah, tennessee be theater because it will
1: sell out quick yes yeah as soon as i mean like within minutes it's usually sold out yep. it's a trip Damn, because they mm-hmm. do the Rocky Horror every year there, and it's it is a lot of fun to go watch too. So I'm very excited. You're young though. Are you a Rocky Horror fan?
0: Totally. And
1: <gasps> I'm
2: super jealous that it it's sold out.
0: Ooh. <laughs> well, not it not just yet. Li- not yet, but oh, when it goes on sale, be. yeah, it will when the sell tickets out.
1: Tickets go on sale. They sell quick. Yes, they will sell okay. quick. Okay. Yeah. So
2: what night is it again?
0: Oh, I'm not sure yet. They It'll haven't released the date. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, around oh.
1: Halloween. That sounds
0: yeah. so nice. I'll definitely try to make it for sure.
1: <laughs> It'll be fun. It's that a Tennessee nice. Theater. It's cool. Which is a
0: phenomenal stage to be on. I've been lucky enough to be on it three times now. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. And oh, Go ahead. Oh, I don't know what I don't know oh, what, what I, I was know. saying. It's Fall
2: is definitely the best season, for sure. <laughs> I feel like all the cool Fuck stuff. Yeah, because it it's our birthdays.
0: Yeah. And it's yeah. our birthdays. But yeah. In November I was supposed yeah. to be a Halloween baby And I decided to come three days later <laughs> I love Halloween Me Nice too. I just bought all the new Target parts. <laughs>
1: Did you? Yes that They released of
0: nine of them Which is Ooh, kind of when? unheard of For
1: Halloween? Mm-hmm. For Fall
0: and Halloween I know mm. It's really soon But I got in there I'm That's so my glad. obsession did right you, now, sorry. They had
1: your pink or the lavender plates. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. And they also have this minty green color. Ooh. I started to grab them for you, but I couldn't get through to you. And then I was like, well, then I remembered our discussion about you trying to stop using so much plastic. So then I was like, I don't know what she wants to <laughs> do. I, I, just, I do need I to stop know. using so much glass. I just stopped. I was just like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'll find her some glass at the thrift store. <laughs> I just like I don't know. <laughs> what do I do? I don't wanna cause her to have a rough time. Are you gonna sing with us, Kiki? Okay, how do we do this? Outro. I mean, uh, the outro same as, as, as the intro. Same intro. I don't know. I we feel like I'm going to let you guys time just time to...
2: nail this, and I'll just no, pay attention. Okay.
1: She can actually even sing. I oh. bet she can. She can. And... She literally, yeah, she's incredible. She really is an incredible human being. Well, you'll have, have to come to, come to you. karaoke You're builds one night. up women as well. So. I learned the best. Where are you doing karaoke? Uh, August 5th. Sorry, August 6th. I thought you said tonight. No. So I was like, where are you doing karaoke tonight? Okay. All right. Come to
0: karaoke. Everybody come to karaoke. (laughs) August 6th at the Pride Center. All right. (laughs) I've got to hear this outro now. You know, and to our listeners, we've kind of failed y'all a little bit the past few weeks, and that's been my fault, because I've been going through a low-grade depression. But you know what? We're going to get back on track and really sure s- we are <laughs> no, yeah we are we <laughs> are. <Fine. laughs> we are. and we love our listeners if you have any questions for us please email us at gavingirltime at gmail.com and we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time Gavin Girl Time Gavin Girl Time <laughs>
2: I love that. (laughs) That's iconic as fuck. I love it. (laughs) Bing! (laughs)
1: Bing!